Hello friend, on today's creativity chat we have the one and only, my dear friend Caitlin. We're going to be talking about bringing creativity into the classroom. She is a sixth grade language arts teacher. So tell us, Caitlin, what is language arts? <laughs> you got it. So language arts is basically every day I teach reading strategies and writing strategies. So the big two questions are what do great readers do and what do great writers do? Just like with anything in life, the more you do it, the more you realize that you have so much more to learn. And so I think that's the cool thing for me is I'm a reader, I'm a writer, you're a reader, you're a writer, and we're constantly learning new things. That even better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's just coming along my sixth grade pals and saying, yo, these are some strategies that can help you out. So tell the people who are listening, how long have you been teaching? Yeah. So I just started my third year of teaching language arts and yes. it's been such a blessing for sure. And in your three years of teaching, you have been able to bring creativity into the classroom. What does that look like for you? I think creativity is honestly everything in the classroom. And that is probably my favorite part of teaching because as a teacher, I want to love my students the best way that I can. And I think putting others before yourself it requires creativity because my students are not me. And so I have to think, okay, what does Sally need so that she knows that she is loved and she is known and that I'm in, that I am in her corner. And that requires a lot of creativity. And I serve 120 students. So every day I'm asking, okay, what does Sally need? What does John need? Um, and that it's a fun, it's a fun question to answer every day. So take me in on, I guess, say two or three months into the school year. What are the kids writing about? Great question. Um, it's one of my favorite writing units. It's personal narrative. So they choose a small moment, a small memory in their lives and they write about it. They write two to three pages Mm. and it's such a sweet connection point to learn more about them and learn more about their stories what ways do you feel like the kids are able to grow through their writing whether that's looking at I don't know if I worded that correctly but so they come in in August they have one way that they may try to write and then when they leave in May how has the writing changed it's a really sweet process because when they leave my class in May I see them become more confident Mm -hmm. and their quirks as a writer and as a person they're more confident in and more proud and they love sharing while in August they're more timid and more unsure seeking validation but in May they're more like hey look what I did Mm -hmm. And it's sweet to come alongside them and say, hey, what you're doing, that is incredible. And that is working for you. And you need to keep doing that. And so speaking life into them. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we are taught that there is one way and that way is right. And that way is correct. And I think what's so neat about my specific content area is there are multiple correct quote-unquote correct ways and so 
trying to teach them that it's okay if they do things differently as long as it works well for them. And um, it also requires creativity on my part because I need to brainstorm, okay, this strategy isn't working well for Susie. So what is something new that we can bring to the table so that she can be supported and successful? What does creativity look like for you outside of work? Outside of work, I love painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love painting a lot. So I love calligraphy and um, being able to create signs for people. Um, it's been a sweet way that I can ce- celebrate others and also just get alone and think and reflect. What types of things do you like to paint? Because calligraphy, you know, we I went to a wedding and you had done the signs for the wedding, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. So when I paint, it is calligraphy. So I use acrylic paint and my paintbrush and that's that's pretty much what I paint. When I was younger, I would probably do more flowers okay. and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sure my mom still has those somewhere. Um, but now it's pretty much when I when I do calligraphy, my favorite medium is acrylic paint on wood. It's it's a sweet time because it's I think my job is so people oriented Mm -hmm. and conversation and relationship based it's a great escape for me because when I paint it's just me and the paint and the wood and I you know I listen to a podcast or listen to music or sometimes don't listen to anything and it's a great way for me to just center in and check on how I'm doing. I think we all need that. We all need some way to share what's either inside of us or just a way to reflect on what's going on in life. What is, what's something that you're excited about painting in the near future? I think that's probably my favorite part of my painting is it is very spontaneous and I am 300% a planner. You really are. I am. (laughs) (laughs) And so often... When I paint, it's very spontaneous. I'll just wake up one morning or, you know, come home from work one day and just say, hey, I want to paint. And I do. And often when I paint something, it's for someone else. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily what does my room need or what do I want, but it's, hey, this person could use some encouragement. Maybe I can make a sign for them and gift it to them. Yeah. And I think that's really sweet to have that perspective when it comes to painting because you can obviously bring that back into the classroom of, like you were saying, what does Sally need? What does John need? When you think back to the students you've taught in the past now three years, have you seen something in a writer and you feel like you've said something to maybe encourage that person to continue writing? And if you did, what did you say? What did you say to the little writer that you saw? maybe actually using writing in his or her future. That's the beauty of what I've been learning is when you speak life into someone or encourage someone else's creativity, I think in my brain I have tricked myself to think that it has to be super complex and super deep. When in reality, these students, these kiddos of mine are just like me. They want to be seen and known 
And so often for me, it's simply getting down on their level and saying, hey, I know there's a lot of students in this room. I know it's really chaotic right now, but I want you to know that what I see is incredible. And do you know that? Like, often that's how I started out. I'm like, hey, do you know that you're a fantastic writer and you are really gifted in this? Or um, I start by saying, hey, do you know, like, you're not giving up right now and you're showing perseverance and courage and you're doing something that's really difficult. Like, are you aware of that? And it's super sweet because normally their smile, like, it's kind of like a, oh, oh, I guess so. And it's just sweet to see their face slowly light up and to acknowledge the hard work and the courage that is being done. So often my comments are super simple mm-hmm. um, because I think ultimately what we need is simple, just to be known and to have someone who is present with us, cheering us on. A phrase I like to use a lot is in your corner and that phrase, a former boss used that in an email, I guess, six years ago, and it has just always stuck with me. I think just the power of that phrase to have someone in your corner and I think to encourage creativity, you need to be in someone else's corner. And then also, how can we be in other people's corner? corners that that requires creativity as well in what ways would you say people are in your corner creatively or you are in their corner creatively it's a mixture of consistency and surprises so for instance you you are such a sweet friend and you are consistently speaking life into me and reminding me what's true and that encourages me and my creativity because through the truth that you speak into my life I remember who I am Mm -hmm. and when I know who I am I'm therefore more creative yeah but then it's also those friends who spawn it's very spontaneous out of the blue like hey I'm thinking about you and I want to speak this life into you and remind you of something so if someone's listening and he or she doesn't understand what it means to speak life how would you describe that I think if you're a Jesus follower, it's reminding your friend of the truth of who we are Mm -hmm. and how real and beautiful the gospel is. When we talk about being spontaneous, I will say, one time you mailed me a letter and in the letter there was confetti. Yes, there was confetti. It just like (laughs) fell on me too because I was not expecting that. I was so sorry. No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I want to copy it one day and send it to someone else because I just thought, of course, Caitlin would send me a letter. Here's a letter with a surprise and confetti just comes out of it. After I sent that letter, I vowed that I would never do that again <laughs> because being the person that I am, if someone were to do that to me, oh my gosh. it would be magical, but I would secretly wish that they would have been like hey when you open this letter you probably want to be in your kitchen or outside (laughs) no it's fine it was on the carpet you can pick it up okay good yeah we have fingers (laughs) bless what are you excited about specifically this year because you've you've gone through two full years and 
I mean, three is a good number. That's right. You kind of have an idea of a routine, but the kids are different. Sure. What are you hoping to see when May ends? I think for me, I never want to lose the wonder that I have the opportunity to daily show up and be present Mm -hmm. to 120 souls each day. And that's only students. That doesn't include my colleagues. So this year, I want to focus on loving more boldly and reminding myself that my success is found in Christ and not what I do. I'm excited that with year three to just let go and know that my worth is not found in what I do, but in but in Jesus and loving my students out of that. I'm very excited about that. Thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. For the last question, I do have a last question. Okay. If there's someone that's listening who is deciding on being an elementary school teacher or a middle school or a high school, what would you say to someone to get them to commit to middle school? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. I don't think I'm about to answer it the way you want me to. But here's my answer. I think everyone has a niche. Mm-hmm. And if the Lord is calling you to middle school, go for it. If the Lord is calling you to elementary, go for it. If the Lord is calling you to high school, go for it. I think just a part of my story is I knew the Lord was calling me to middle school. And I tried to run away from it. And the best and sweetest act of obedience from the grace of God was that I decided to say, okay, Lord, I will follow you. And that was the best decision I ever made. And I'm so thankful for that. And so I think my encouragement would be to just listen, listen, (laughs) and listen, and pray that you have the courage to know what to do, or the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. Um, Because ultimately, we want to be where the Lord wants us to be. There you go. (laughs) Someone needed that. I just really felt like someone needed that. I needed it. I needed it. I needed a reminder to just do whatever I sense the Lord's telling me to do, you know? It's so simple, but I think that's what I love about our God is he calls us to follow. Mm -hmm. In one word, that that, that, that is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to follow follow Christ Mm -hmm. and with that comes loving others with that comes freedom with that comes abiding with that comes creativity I was gonna say that but I I didn't want to be cheesy no but it's true it's not yeah we serve a creative God he is and the more I think the more that we spend time with him the greater our creativity becomes definitely I think that's a sweet prayer. Have you ever prayed that prayer before? Oh, 100%. I think my very first year in camp ministry, I was just praying like, Lord, I need creativity. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing to see how the Lord provided. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He always provides. I'm such a firm believer that everyone is creative regardless of what field he or she is in. Absolutely. Sometimes they just need to be told that. They need to be reminded And I think that's really special that you're able to teach 
when I think of a teacher, usually people would think of art as being the most creative. Oh, you're creative because you're an art teacher. But no, you are creative because you are human <laughs> and yeah. the Lord made you creative. So well, I think loving others requires creativity to think beyond yourself and to know, you know, to ask the Lord for wisdom. Like, Lord, how do I love this person? Life is creative. Thanks for being on today's Creativity Chat, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. This is the best. And please leave a rating, subscribe to the podcast. All the things. Hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>